Hey everybody, this is Jerry. I'm here with my pal Sean. Say Hello. hi, Sean. Hey. And uh, we're about to do this podcast thing for the first time. Uh, Actually, technically, it's my first time. I am a podcast virgin. Jerry had a sweet guest spot on Marvel Noise episode 199, which you should check out. Yeah, that happened. That was that really happened. It's really great. Oh yeah, a perfect illustration of what you're in store for on this show as well. Jerry says um a lot. I am the master of um, but we're gonna keep you're this very, intro you're, short. You're very agreeable as well. We're just gonna go right into it. You're gonna get an idea of who we are based on our aimless Ramblings. ramblings. We had plans. I assure you, we had plans. We didn't really follow our plans, and this is what you ended up with. So we hope you enjoy it, and come back for our next show, which will be a real show. In the meantime, enjoy. Oh, this is a real show. Enjoy Just episode. The next one will be slightly more organized. One. Don't don't argue with me. Well, that's what the whole thing would be. But you can't say it's not a real show and then expect people to be like, oh, that'd be like a guy going on before he does a TV show and being like, well, I gave it, you know, half an effort. Okay, so, waste your time. So this is a show. Consider it our first date. Yes. And my daughter's in the room, so... She is. Uh, Wait. No. <laughs> We're re-recording an intro where your daughter's in the room. She was not in the room for the rest of it, what you're about to hear. That is that is correct. She's whispering to me now, and we will leave you with the rest of the show. Oh, you want some candy? Hello everyone and welcome to the Senses Shattering first episode of the Great Expectations Podcast. I'm Jerry, host of the show, and today as in every episode, my co-host Sean and I will be discussing our favorite subject, the X-Men. So sit back and enjoy our recounting of our first X-Men tales, Uncanny X-Men number 188 and Uncanny Annual number 17. Hi, Sean. Jerry. How are you doing? I'm good. You ready to take another crack at this? Yes. This time I promise. I, see, I shouldn't even promise. I shouldn't be allowed to talk to you before. I should immediately just be like, wave and come right down here. And then should already, you should have it mic'd up for sound right as I walk in. Well, I wanted to be sure that you got all, all the bad blood out of your system before <laughs> I hit record. You start bitching about Twitter. There are so many things we haven't touched on yet, so feel free if the urge comes to just let everybody have it. One of these days we'll release the unaired initial first run podcast. Oh, it's going to be so beautiful. I'll get run out of the comics community with pitchforks and torches. So, or if we sit on it long enough and people catch enough episodes of Heroes of Cosplay and Fangasm, I might uh, I might be the fucking hero of the day. Yeah, why not? Now that iFanboy is biting the dust, there's an opening for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me and you, man. I don't think I want that We can dedicate our entire lives to it. Oh, man. All right. We got to get one rid of one of your kids, though. Why not both of them? Which, which one? Which one, indeed? Uh. Just Chloe's closer to. I shouldn't see your kids' names on here, should I? You might get some weird letter from a creeper. Somebody like Molly. <laughs> My dream is to get a weird letter from a creeper. I'm gonna write. Then a, I know I've arrived. I'm gonna write a couple weeks into this, a couple months into this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking show up in the middle of the night with some newspaper clipping cutout letter, and I'm gonna show it in your mailbox, and I'm gonna be like, "Your podcast sucks." <laughs> <laughs> I'll know it's you because you're the only one that knows where I live. That's true. Crap. Coastly. Oh, they're, they're closely <laughs> guarded secret. There's a couple people on Twitter that I'll immediately give your address out to. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't do anything bad with it. Nobody's got anything against me. No one. 
I'll take like a photo of the comic book room, something really fucking expensive, and then immediately I start thinking about like when like on the slow news nights where they're like, you can track a, where a person is down to the minute fucking destination point. And I'm like, some fucking asshole from Twitter is gonna come by and crowbar my window open. Look at all this valuable shit I have in my room. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, right here. Everybody pat me on the back. My father didn't tell me he loved me enough. Look at my comics. <laughs> Well, there's none of that from me. Everything cool I ever get is closely guarded. Nobody knows about it. I never brag about my sketches. You don't. You rarely ever talk about those things. No. That's you don't true. cart them around in the car in the hopes that you see someone in like a... Hey, don't you want to ask me about this? Someone, please. You see someone in like a fucking Captain America t-shirt at the mall, and you're like, Hey, guy, I've never met before. Stay right here. I'll be back in 20 minutes. You want to look at my sketch of Captain America? The huh? Micronauts I've got one of those. Hey, don't front on the Micronauts. They're great. They're no X Men's. That's true, but they're great. But you know who is the X Men? The X Men are the X Men. That was awesome. That's a really good transition. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm the best. Why don't we talk about some X Men? That's why we're here, after all. Here at the. What are are we? What are we? I don't think we, we have a title for it. I because we kept I, on. I think fighting. we have a title. What is it? Are we doing great expectations? Oh, no, I thought we were going to do the Danger Roommates. Even well, though we don't live together, I think Danger Room is taken, so that's too close to Danger Room. Eight. What's that down there? Where? I don't know. Is there something um, crawling? No, nothing's moving. <laughs> You're checking out my Strangers in Paradise on this, aren't you? Is that one of those books that people tell me I should read because it's so great? I will tell you when I've read it. Oh. I haven't read it yet. Did you buy it because you felt pressured by the comics elite? Were people bullying you on Twitter, Jerry? Did they get you to buy that? Because um, you got a fucking big ass. What is that? Where's your Conan sketchbook or whatever? Oh, I didn't buy that. John Burns Fantastic Four Artist Edition. Why didn't they make an X-Men one? That There's a story way there. Way cooler than a Fantastic Four one. I think everyone agrees that X-Men would have been where it's at. But the rumor that I heard, and I have no idea if it's true or not, is that Terry Austin has most of the original art. Because he inked it, so he would have been the last person to have it. Either that or he purchased it from Byrne himself. I don't know. But uh, he's not letting it go for that purpose. Is it just a fuck over burn? That's my understanding. I don't know if it's true. That's awesome. But do you want to check that out? Because it is, it's better than you would think it is. He did some wanna, wacky I want to check stuff. it out right now. That'll be so much fun. You guys can hear the sound of flipping pages. Yeah, that would be my opportunity to talk. Oh. I could talk. I'm talking now. What am I complaining about? As far as everybody knows, I do all the talking on this show. They haven't heard the rest of it. Exactly. The last episode was all me. (laughs) And all quality. So I was on a terror that day. So? What do you think? Should we let the people in on who we are here? I think they know, don't they? I don't know. Let's ask them. People, do you (laughs) know who we are? You're like a kid. First who caller. Just, who just got Hello, first you're on the air. Cassette recorder, and you're like doing your own radio show. <laughs> if you do different voices, that would be awesome. Yeah. If I'll, you could. I'll work on it for next time. You better master a Stanley impersonation. I'm not going to do that. No? No. I'm not going to do that. Fair enough. But I will ask you, Sean. Yes. I hear that you were a big X-Men fan. Uh, God, that's so lame. Like the biggest ever, is what you told me. I I did not say that. Because there will be some, like, just by sheer stupid luck, there will be some insane person that stumbles across this dumb podcast who's, like, the biggest fan of the most... Because that's the thing. No, no, you told me there aren't any bigger fans. You you want the truth? I I want the truth. I have never read New Mutants. 
So I can't wow. really, I could not really, because that shit was for old guys, man. When I got into comics, I was like, <laughs> ridiculous. You know what's funny is that by they the were like, they were all 13 years old. By the time, That's the but, irony. Yeah, but they didn't, by the time I got into comics, they, they you know, comics genius Rob LaFeld was running the show and he wanted everybody to have guns. So when I saw them in their matchy-matchy outfits and like using their powers, because why would you want them to use their powers? I was like, What? <laughs> That's funny because of none of these guys are from the future. Why do I want to read this? Yeah. So technically, my young mutants would be Generation X. I guess that's all right. That'd be my first. So we're spanning the ages. Um, Confession. Because I, I haven't read Generation X. You only need to read the first twenty-five issues after that is Um. No, because for the longest time, like I was like, I didn't get Kitty Pride. So I was all about Jubilee, and everybody was like, oh, oh, Kitty Pride, Kitty Pride, Kitty Pride, right? But I was like, the weird girl that looks like my older sister in Excalibur? Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's why she was awesome. Because she looked like my sister. Yeah, I like your sister. Have you met my sister? No. She didn't pick me up from this, because there was that one day I rode my bike, I rode my bike up to the store on my birthday, and it like fucking downpoured. And she was, we were going out to eat that night, so she came up and picked me up. I don't think she came into the store, though. Too many nerds. <laughs> I was going to say, did she... She couldn't get in because the door was locked, but she was Kitty Pride. She could just phased right through. Holy X-Men shit, comedy. X-Men comedy. Stop recording right now. I we will not. Nope, let's stand in. Stand in. I, see, nobody's going to listen. You'll be safe to say whatever you want Fair when enough. I ruin it. So I think for the first one, possibly only. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> we were, we were going to, we had agreed upon discussing what, uh, what got us into X-Men. Yeah. Jerry is drinking beers because he needs to loosen himself up. So you can expect that high level of comedy. Yeah, that's my nervous comedy. Yeah, you, you want the good stuff, the we're stuff that keeps Sean coming back for more. We're gonna. Why do you talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why anybody talks to me. But. I talk to you because your generosity. No, and it's like thick it's hair. like you are. How I could have ended up had I taken one slightly different turn in my life. <laughs> like one fucking... You yeah. are like... Finishing you eighth are, grade. It's a wonderful life for me. If I had just... <laughs> if I had been like, man, I am really going to fucking get into the Micronauts. This is where it's at. <laughs> totally different life. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe next time. I know. Maybe next time all this could be yours. Pretty well. Still have some mask toys hanging around for the kids to play with. You don't have mask toys. I don't. You probably don't even know what mask toys are. I do know what mask toys are. Okay, well there's hope for you yet. I remember, I had older brothers and sisters. So we almost did it. We almost got into the X-Men yeah. talk. So what got you into X-Men? Because that's the general idea here, is we're going to discuss storylines that we like, and we're not immediately going to go to the well of Dark Phoenix Saga. Although it is awesome. It is, but we'll get into it that. It predates later. us both, fortunately. We should, but then there's, so it'll be like 5% you trying to keep me on track talking about X-Men, and you're really, really lucky that that fucking Heroes of Cosplay show is on tonight, not last night, otherwise I'd be going insane. <laughs> I I don't know anything about it, so I'm... I watch I, it because me and Murray... I don't want to say that we secretly like it because we don't, but there's it's. I've started to just all. Oh, I've just. This is a cable show. It's on sci-fi. I'll bet that Mike is picking up every one of those tabs. I'm sorry. Take doing. it away from me. Give me this jeweler's screwdriver that I carefully left there for you. I tried to clear everything away so you couldn't touch anything, but I left one thing because I was worried you'd start touching yourself. You got to have it. I'll just put it over here with my Something baby craft toys. 
yeah. X-Men. You want me to go first? Because I'm older. Yeah, so, so I, you would have got into them first. I did get into them first. You were... I don't even know how old you were when I started reading X-Men. When did you start reading X-Men? You didn't have an age yet, probably. I'll bet the first X-Men I ever read, I was probably... Give me a year. I was going to say eight, but then you might be alive. Give me a so year. So we'll say 1979. How fucking old do you think I am? <laughs> I was trying to make it a safe age so that you hadn't been born yet. No, I was not it, born yet. It was not 1979. I would have been too young. Too too young. Yeah. I don't know, because the first comics I remember reading were Spider-Man, How much older? Rom, and Nova. Oh, my God. So... I read those when they were... Is I didn't Ron read actually them, good, but. or do people just jerk themselves off to Rom just because they want to be that guy that jerks themselves off to Rom? It's not awesome, but... Is it's, it the nostalgia factor? Because I yes. can get behind nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean I that's it. cool stuff. The the art is pretty good at times. Salbusima's... Golden did some covers, I think. I don't think he did interiors. It was mostly Salbusima. Yeah. Uh, Who's one of my favorites? Well, look out, Ron Podcast. Back on track. <laughs> yeah. How but, much older are you than me? Well, I'm 39. Holy shit, Jerry. And you are 31. I'm going to be 32 in a month. Yeah. And a half. Well, I'm going to be 40 in March. Are you serious? Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, I'm probably going to die. We should probably kill somebody. And... We should pick a random Twitter follower. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Maybe not so random. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a few in mind. <laughs> Am I one of them? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so it's not just the kids that aged you so much compared to me. No. You're God actually... no. Years in retail did some of that. Yeah. Um. Basically, years of abject failure. You know, that's what got us all here. I think. Right. I'm kicking ass, man. I don't know about you. Yes. You are. <laughs> if I keep this positive attitude, I might not make it till 60, but it's going to be a fucking sweet ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm going to make the wrong joke at one point. That's I know how I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm going to make some fucking I really don't like Batman joke at a fucking convention and I'm going to get stabbed by some... <sighs> you don't go to conventions, though. Sure, You're do. a shut-in. No, I go to conventions. The last one I went to was with you. We traveled for one, that's right. We did? Yeah, that was awesome. It was a road trip. It was awesome. awesome. for me. Got Traffic jam the whole way. What? Yeah. At least coming back. There was construction. I don't remember. This is riveting. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. What kind of end of comics? Uh, next one, comics. Oh, comics in general was my older brothers. Because they were cool. Yeah. So I, I thought they, everything they did was cool, and they liked comics. And then they stopped liking comics, and I kept liking them, still thinking it was cool, and now they think I'm a stupid retard. And they're not wrong. So but you're telling me I would go along with your brothers? Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except they'd think you are, too. I've got one brother who's fixated on how Thor, his, his hammer is a phallic symbol, and he's all about just banging everything with his hammer. <laughs> That probably says way more about your brother than me. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, I can't disagree with him. I mean, the the mythology of it all. Like, I think his... Nah, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the X-Men. <laughs> I love how... Like, you just took us down the road uh, to talk about Thor's dick. Back on track, Jerry. I, but I love Thor's dick so much! It's the best one in the Marvel Universe. I heard. I, Do you remember those old Marvel swimsuit fucking issues? Did they have one for guys? 94? I remember that, like, I mean, it would have been like, like, I know that there's one where I swear to God, and I, I actually, I don't, because I really, right now I'm praying that this is real and not just something that I've made up. So someone back me up on this. There was a page, I don't know who drew it, but I swear to God, he had a seashell over his crotch. 
<laughs> was it Namor? Yes, Namor had a fucking seashell over his gig. <laughs> I'm googling that right now because so, and I think in the same issue there was like a painted like it was like that Marvel Masterworks like around that time period where like all the trading cards were like painted and shit. Uh-huh. And I'm convinced that there was one of Thor and a speedo, right? And there was a woman who wrote in. I was, like, reading a letters page, and, like, I don't know what it was. It might have been Wizard. It might have been some type of, like, Marvel previews or something like that. But the letter was basically her being like, that Thor one was great, but next time it should be nude. (laughs) Oh, my God, there it is. You got it? I got it. That's Joe Casada. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's hot. Why is he covered in spooch? Right? Like, why make the dripping water white? Why? Uh, oh, man, it's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, Joe, you are a naughty boy. No wonder I never liked Namor. <laughs> no wonder Mullins likes Namor so much. I'm going to send this to him. This is beautiful. He's got it. You gotta <laughs> knock it off. Uh, so. Just post it to his Twitter wall right now. Um, yeah, back to what got you into X-Men. Uh, I, you know, I don't think I was a huge X-Men fan when I was first started reading comics, but I do remember reading the Claremont Burns stuff when they uh, go after Gene in the Hellfire Club. That was like the first X-Men I ever read. So the whole Wolverine in the sewers... Yeah? All that, like, that was pretty awesome. So it's all been downhill? No. That was pretty awesome. No, but but, since then. But it's always been awesome until you guys got your comics in the 90s and wrecked everything. Yeah, we'll see. Rose-colored glasses, buddy. Right, 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 right. Everybody your age thinks that your stuff was the bomb. So everybody your age thinks that your stuff. I know, right? That's that's why it's good that we're both here because we can represent all the white people. Settle this, Melissa. I need a belt and I need two switchblades, and we're gonna fucking go out into the driveway, and we're gonna microcast some beat it knife style this fight. That's right, knife fight. It's gonna be awesome. I have experience in this, so you you should be careful. I did grow up in the big city, after all. Look at me. I'll tat it up. <laughs> shit. Got gashes cut in my eyebrows. I'm thug nasty, man. You don't want you this. You see Jerry. He's got at least three teardrop tattoos. <laughs> at least three. At least. Well, this is going nowhere. Show off. Huh? I can't stop staring at this Namor. This is going to haunt my dreams. So. Uh, yeah, so the first... Uh, the first X-Men I ever read was issue 188, I'm pretty sure. I went back and looked at dates. I remembered the first time I went to the shop, I bought the uh, uh, Secret Wars number 8. It was on, on the rack, so that was the first uh, Spider-Man in the Venom suit, the black suit. And I bought a bunch of other stuff that week. So 188 came out that week. I was pretty sure that was it. And I loved it. Because when I cracked it open, they're in the middle of a fight with a bunch of dire wraiths from Rom, which was like my favorite thing from when I was little. And I thought that was really awesome. But I had no idea what the hell was going on. And I bought a New Mutants issue. It was a Bill Sienkiewicz issue. I think it was like Warlock's first appearance in New Mutants or a really early one. It was a Slumber Party one, which you haven't read. But I think it was issue 21, something like that. I think I wrote it down. Look at you. 22. Yeah. It was 22, but then I went back and bought 21. Notes. I do. So, so that's it, man. And I think, honestly, looking back on it, it's weird that you said you've never read New Mutants. Because I think I may have been a bigger New Mutants fan than I was an X-Men fan. But the two titles were my two favorites. Well, that's the. Th- I think that, like, I honestly think that everyone gravitates towards the thing. Like, you romanticize the thing that got you 
first into it. It's like why yeah. after a relationship, like somebody can look back and be like, oh, that part of it was great. Because no. you don't remember any of the crap. You think I remember any of the crap from the 90s? Absolutely not. I just remember, like, my one thing. That's why... Yeah. That's why you love that. You're losing... I'm losing him <laughs> to the name Stop staring We're taking at care it. of our little buddy. So, let's hear from you. What did... Your story's a little more involved, because it, it doesn't... It's not you in a basement... My. My crying is, your eyes out from your loneliness. My story is more involved because I am attached to memories more than I am fucking whatever. I romanticize everything, Jerry. Even when you and I first met, I look back on it now and their fucking doves were released. And I was like, this is it. We're going to be friends until I really piss them off on Twitter. <laughs> I move on to the next guy. Um... I I was in the fifth grade, and there were kids in the playground that were playing X-Men, because the, car- the cartoon had just hit, like the 90s cartoon. So, is this... Had you read comics before nope. this at all? I had some Ninja Turtle comics, because, okay. you know... Yeah. You heard all about that. So, um, I guess the first comics I technically owned were the original... Um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird nin- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and my parents had got them thinking that they were just like the cartoon but they weren't they were in black and white and very dark and I was a young 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 kid at that point and uh didn't really read them cause they weren't the cartoon so I used them as coloring books damn there it is <laughs> I colored them cause I was irritated that they were in black and white and you should be so I have some first printing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that are beautifully colored some colored pencil, some crayon, maybe a marker here and there if I was feeling real. Wow. Up for the challenge. Crayola washables, I hope. Yeah. I saw some the other day, like in a back issue box, and I was like, I should get that just for nostalgia. Just to color them in. I was coloring some stuff the other day. Yeah. That's awesome. I like to color with Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you that's why I like those... Uh, Marvel Essentials. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, see? They're awesome. That'd be awesome. And then then you could show up Terry Austin and be like, John Byrne doesn't need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he needs him. He needs him. Um, so anyway, so those kids were into it. and uh, So they were all into it because of the cartoon. The cartoon. No, no one really read comics. Like they'd gotten some toys and stuff like that. And I kind of wasn't into it because I was still holding on to the turtles. I wasn't mm-hmm. a real... Like, when I was a kid, it wasn't like I jumped from thing to thing. Like, I know what mask toys are, but I was like, this is a passing fad. Only idiots are going to get into mask. And luckily, I dodged that bullet. Yeah. Turned out to be right, even though they were sweet. I'm sure they were. Um, So I went through uh, a little bit of, like, a denial phase where I was like, I'm not getting into that. And then uh, I caught an episode of the cartoon, which was probably, like, the quietest, most episode, which was an episode where, like, Beast was in jail and, like, somebody had to infiltrate the frenzy. I don't remember. I gotta rewatch it. But it was a pretty mellow episode. Like, it didn't involve a lot of the X-Men. It just involved Beast. And I remember I was I was pretty into it. What's up? I don't know. Don't, I'm sure it's not important. Whoever that is, you better tell them you're doing really important stuff right now. It so is. So, I had... Who is it? Secret. Oh. Yeah. Nobody important. I don't want their egos inflated anymore. So, uh... So I begged my mom to take me to the com- uh, to a toy store so I could pick up a toy. And when I got there, I grabbed Gambit. Because who in the 90s did not love Gambit? And I still do. I will... I will mute this. Shut up. <laughs> um... And the book came with a free copy that they were giving out with anybody who bought an X-Men toy. Um, Uncanny X-Men Annual number 17 from 1993, Where Walks the Executioner. Written by Scott Lobdell and Jason Pearson. Which starts my love affair with Scott Lobdell. What about your love affair with Jason Pearson? He's pretty awesome. He's really awesome. (laughs) And really crazy. I gotta meet that guy someday just to get a... Pause it for a second. I don't know if I can restart it. That's fine. 
Hold up. I haven't done it yet. Don't keep it going. Don't pause it. Did you pause it? I'm unpaused. Here, is it going? It's going. Yeah. Don't get a sketch. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Really good artist. Anyways, um, so. If you've never read the story, which I'm sure most people haven't, because they're like, oh, 90s. Um, but it involves the X-Men gold team going up against... Actually, they're just visiting Mastermind. He's in the hospital and he's dying, so he requests that Gene comes so he can apologize. And he winds up trying to use his powers to create a world where pretty much everything's perfect for them to make up for what he did in the Dark Phoenix Saga. So, I've never read the Dark Phoenix Saga. We're dealing with... An illusion power, so everything that I think is actually happening isn't actually happening. So there's like, Iceman's the leader of the X-Men. Like, it's insane. And then there's yeah. like a B-plot with the Executioner, and, it, it, you know, Ileana's sick, and Peter's all worried about her, so it's super 90s angsty. Mm-hmm. And I fucking loved it. It was all, it was cute. I mean, look at that thing. Yeah, that is a thick, thick annual. Right? 295. 64 pages. 64 pages. Square bound. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, now this I is pay- not your original copy, is it? Yeah. It's, is it? It's too nice. I have like 15 copies of it, but I believe that this one is the original. They're floating around everywhere. So, gold team, that's Storm. Storm, Storm team? Archangel, Colossus, Jean Grey, Bishop. I don't think I, Iceman was on the gold team, wasn't he? Well, if he was the leader, I guess probably, yeah. huh? No, he wasn't the, in his in mind. In this story. It was Ice Master's X-Men. So for like the first couple months that I was in the comics, I was like, Ice Man's the leader. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm happy that I didn't go back to school that day, though, and start talking about how cool Ice Man was, because Nimrod's in it. Oh, Bishop's fighting with his sister, Shard. Yeah, Iceman's team is Polaris and Professor X and Havoc and a drooling Wolverine. Everybody loves them. They're buying toys. There's an ad for the old Sega game where you couldn't use your mutant power the whole time because, you know, why else would you want an X-Men game? Yeah. Uh, So that got me into it, which is one of the reasons why when I hear people go... Kids today can't get into comics. It's too hard. I don't buy that. I think that's a bullshit excuse. I think maybe kids are lazy. Maybe that's it. Oh, I'm sure that's it. But I fell in love with the fucking weirdest story next to Mullins. Mullins is a friend of ours. At Mullins is a jerk on Twitter. Is uh, his first ever comic. It's bizarre. What was it? It's like Adam Warlock. And oh, it yeah. involves like some type of vagina monster. <laughs> Was it an Infinity Gauntlet or something no kind of deal? Hmm. Yeah, he is crazy is for Adam Warlock. still doing stuff? Who? Ron Lim. I don't know. Didn't he do the Infinity Gauntlet? Wasn't Starlin? Didn't he write it? Who drew it? I thought Starlin wrote and drew it. But Man, I, 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 I have them and I... I I don't know. I was an X Men kid. That was '90s, man. But no, I was an X Men kid all the way until Civil War. Like I'd pick up stuff if they crossed over, like Mm -hmm. if it was Fatal Attraction or um, Fatal Attractions was the anniversary one. I'm drawing a blank here, pal. Avengers, X Men, Genosha, Luna, Crystal, Pietro. That wasn't Fatal Attractions. Was it? Then what the shit is the one with the holograms on the cover? That's Fatal Attractions. Not the one where Wolverine gets his claws ripped out of him. That was Fatal Attractions, right? We're off to a great start. (laughs) (laughs) Worst X-Men podcast ever. (laughs) I gave these all... I bought all the X-Men titles from the 90s like as one big-ass lot on eBay... And as I was bagging them, I was going through them, reading them. Yeah. So they all got a quick once over, and that's all I've awesome. ever read of any of it. I've never had the time to go back and read any of the stuff from the '90s. So, so like my stuff is basically through '89, maybe, and then nothing, and then 
the 2000s was a nightmare that I had to put up with, you know, and I picked up, I think some of the first stuff I picked up was Grant Morrison stuff, and I was like, this is really awesome art, but what the hell is going on? And we won't talk about it too much because that we'll, that's a whole other show. Please devote a whole other thing to it. <laughs> but, uh, and then the nightmare in the it's other like book. You, it's like you said that the art was awesome just to make me angry. <laughs> it was the, awesome. I saw the gleam in your eye. You, come on, you were down with that Ethan Van Skyver art. <laughs> Those were some of the best filling issues of all time. It, I'll stop. Was it Skyver or was it the Igor Cordy? Well, they were both doing books. They, they anyways, were alternating. I don't but, want to talk about that. But then um, the brutal uh, Azazel, uh, they had to put up with all that. And you know, it's always funny because I, I look at continuity. Like if I don't like something, I just don't pay attention to it, which is what I think makes it, which is why I would never say that I'm the greatest X-Men fan ever because there's certain stuff that I just downright ignore. Yeah. Which I know there's somebody out there who's like, Stacy X is my favorite X-Men, because X-Men fans are fucking weird. Uh-huh. Well, it's all that magic window for you. If you pick up your first comics, like that first year, if Stacy X is front and center that oh first God. year... If my first time period in comics was, like, around Uncanny 396, <laughs> yeah. 400, like, I... Yeah. No. Do you think that there are X-Men fans that became X-Men fans then? Yeah, because of new X-Men. I think there were people that were brought in by Morrison's new X-Men. But there's somebody doubt... out there on Twitter. There's got to be somebody who was an uncanny X-Men fan. Like the Ian From Church 2002 show, like... or something. Oh, that... oh. And the cover where Walt Logan is kissing Jean. Like, they've dealt with this a billion times for years, and then the movie comes out, and suddenly it's like, oh. Cyclops is a dick again. Gene's kind of in love with Logan. Let's go down this road again. Everybody's wearing black leather. Yeah. It was happening, man. Lame. But then Joss Whedon came and saved it. Right, right. We're getting ahead. Saved the whole Talking thing. about origin stories. So when I got the Gambit toy, I called my best friend to admit defeat that I had suddenly become an X-Men fan and he happened to go shopping with his father that same day and bought a Cyclops toy. What? And got the same comic. Your other so boy. So then we were that solidified our lifelong friendship. Yeah. He's that all his do. comics are in my basement right now. Boxes and boxes of indie stuff and DC stuff because I stayed strictly <gasps> Marvel. Whoa. You have boxes of DC comics in your house? Yeah. The right next to my washing machine, and I pray every day that it overflows. Yeah, that would be good. What is he gonna say about it? He just go. I call him, and I'm like, "Hey, I gotta move into the new house. I got all your crap." And he's like, "Cool, man. Going to Japan for a couple months. <laughs> you get a chance to read any of that Alan Moore Swamp thing?" And I'm like, "What did you fucking <laughs> Does he have that? He's got everything, man. Because I stayed strictly Marvel, so he looks at it like. When he goes into the Marvel room, he can borrow any of that stuff, obviously. And he always tries me... He got me to read Watchmen. We know all know how well that turned out. <laughs> your That's your second favorite title? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you have them like giant squid monsters. Oh, really whoa, whoa! Together. Spoiler! Come on, um, So, after that, I think it was... Yeah, I don't... I didn't stop until... Grant Morrison's X-Men and then I stopped until Civil War and then I went back and got everything. That's a pretty big stretch. So you missed all that crap. I was there for the beginning of it and gave up midway through. Is it Chuck Austin? Is that the yeah. name that's blocked from my mind? Yeah. You missed all that. No, I mean, I, I, I own all... I own every... But you weren't reading them. No. Okay. I mean, I... You were so I lucky. No, I went back. I, I'd pick up period because... I gotta do this. I was gone. So I would have been out of town for years. I don't want to do oh, that. Oh, right. Right? Being famous. So, I'd come home, right, and we'd have a couple days off or whatever, and I'd go to the comic book store and I'd buy a bunch of stuff. But it would be like huge lumps of crap. You know what I'm saying? So I'd get yeah, like... Well, yeah, that's how I filled in my... Yeah. And then, right around Civil War, like, we were playing a show, and, like, a guy there that I was hanging out with was like, man, they killed Captain America and Wolverines and Spider-Man. They're Avengers now. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? 
So I went back and I got all of Whedon's Astonishing, and I started picking up everything with Civil War. Uh-huh. And so that, and I haven't stopped since then. But there was a good, like what, four or five year gap? Yeah. I couldn't bring myself to come back after the shit show that was Morrison's new X-Men. Someday you'll gain enough distance and perspective. I, I, I read it when I did the big reread, because I have, um, I have Uncanny X-Men a complete run to the present from Giant Size. So I have all of Uncanny from Giant Size to the present, all of X-Men that started in 91, all of Astonishing, all of X-Factor, all of the New Mutants. I have a complete run of Excalibur. I have a complete run of every X-Book out there, except for one through whatever before they started. I mean, I'm missing, like, I think I'm missing 30 issues total from having every X-Book. Mm-hmm. And they're all missing from the first X-Men issues, which I could buy in trades or whatever, but I'd rather just hold out for the actual, so I have a complete mm-hmm. thing of first printings, which is why when people are like, why don't you pick up any DC books? It's like, clearly I've got a problem. <laughs> so I don't need to go out. It's like, I don't hate DC. I don't hate Batman. I don't hate Superman. I mean, they suck, but I don't hate them. Right. And... <laughs> it's so easy. But I know that if I got into it, then I'd be like, well... I gotta get 9,000 Batman comics, which I just don't feel like doing. You, yeah, that's almost not an exaggeration. So that is what got me into X-Men comic books, because I was like, this, I get this, it's a family. Which is why I'm not too keen on the whole military thing. I'm a little pumped up about Bendis and Aaron and stuff right now. Kind of, the school feels a little bit more like a family, so Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that aspect of it, because man, it was too military for a couple of years. But that's it. That's yeah. what started it. So We'll uh, get into the Morrison and destruction of my love of comics later, but right now. Yeah, I will just kick back and have a few beers and listen to you go one of these nights. Oh, man. that's And it's one of those where I should preface it with the fact that, like... That's going to be the most downloaded episode I have if no, we do multiple episodes. But that's the thing, man. I have no ill will towards Grant Morrison or even that... It was a bad time period in my life, which then made it a, just a bad time in comics for me. Like, all of my personal life was a ginormous mess. And therefore well, it was like... I mean, you weren't alone. I think Marvel was a giant mess, and they were trying to figure out what Marvel was going to be. When I did the the reread, and I read it again, and there were certain issues where I was like, man, like, I know for a fact, there is a panel in one of the issues, which I think is the best thing that Quietly ever drew, which seems really simple, but it was like, I could actually, like, I felt like I could feel what was going on. It was Smasher got, like, punched from outer space, and he, like, blew through, like, a water tower, and, like, landed in the in a field, and he was, like, surrounded by cows, and, like, clearly he was trying to send in a message to the X-Men that, like, Cassandra Nova was coming, which was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh my god, that was weird, but it was awesome, the thing was, I think it was the first time that I was aware of a retcon, like, that was the first time that it happened to me, and I was just like, what are you doing? There was no way that Charles Xavier would strangle his sister in Europe. He wasn't born yet. He didn't know any better. Yeah, but, like, seriously, all one day I'm chugging along and my X-Men are one big happy family that go off on adventures and then come back and play softball games. And the next moment, Xavier's fucking eating his baby sister in the <laughs> womb. I did not know what was going on. And it's weird, too, because I loved... Emma Frost in Generation X. Like, I thought the transition from that time period of her being a villain to being a good... Because really, like, when you look back on it, it actually does... I don't understand my hatred for Emma because when I look back on it, I'm like, well, she was really being manipulated by the Hellfire Club. And the entire time she did just want to teach the Hellions. I've never read New Mutants, so I don't know if they were huge cocks. Were they? The Hellions? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, Huge. but like, except for a couple of them. But like, evil or like, are you sympathizing because you're like, in my life, I'm Sunspot, and Sean on Twitter is one of the Hellions, always picking on me. Like, no. Was it that, or were, were no. they like high school bullies, or were they like seriously like, we're gonna blow some shit up and fucking stab you in the face? Okay, well, they weren't like the um, the new Hellfire Club now, where those guys are just rich and evil. Okay, and they just want to do like bad. all rich people, right? Right. 
There was, I think there was one person from Money, the uh, original uh, Empath. Do you know Empath? He was the one that could control people's emotions. One of the first comics I remember reading was when Trevor Fitzroy killed them all, so I was like, <laughs> they must be bad. <laughs> they were bad, yeah, but there, there were a couple that were, um, that ended up there not knowing what they were getting into. Okay. But there were a couple that knew exactly what they were getting into like the and they were excited about it. I'm like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. That's right. That's right. So yeah, there. I mean, there was um, Thunderbird's little brother who is an X-Men now. I mean, he started out as, as a Hellion. Warpath? Yeah, and he... So did you just try to like bamboozle me by trying to throw... Like, you could have just said Warpath. He was an X-Force. Yeah, well, I was Remember? blanking on his he name because I'm He was the guy I'm with old. powers that I can't name because he had a big gun. Right. Yeah. Well, now he has big knives. Yep. So that's that's a step in the right direction. Once they put him within his skin, now we're in mutant territory. Oh, my God. When Kyle and Yost's X-Force first debuted, man, I was like, 90s? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I busted out some hammer pants. <laughs> cut a fade in my hair. I was like, it's all coming back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so awesome. Bought a laser disc. So But yeah, so he originally showed up as a Hellion and I at one point decided he was gonna get revenge for his brother's death on Xavier. And that was right around the time I started reading. It was like five issues did after anybody, this one. Did anybody pull him aside and just be like, Hey man, your brother was kind of a dick and he jumped on an airplane. <laughs> like Uh Well he Because I wish someone would have said that to Banshee. What? What? I don't... What? Because he blamed himself? No, because he fucking flies up there and gets... Seriously, worst comic book death ever. Oh, I'm going to fly up there and I'm not going to... Um. I'm going to get hit by an airplane. I can fly. But I'm going to get hit by a fucking airplane? Well, airplanes move faster than bad. Irish guys in the air. I can vouch for that. I don't move fast anywhere. So, where were we? Yeah, so Warpath. somebody should have pulled Warpath aside and explained yeah. to him that maybe it was his Well, eventually they happened. did, and, you know, he realized he made mistakes. And in the meantime, uh, Empath and Roulette were trying to kill everybody. Because they were the ones that were really bad in the Hellions. Okay. See, this is all, like, New Mutant stuff. It's really No, bad. I'm, I'm going to go back and I'll, I'll reread it. You may or may not like it. I don't know. I'm sure I will. I maintain, even though everybody claims that... Claremont was way too wordy, and there are probably parts you could skip, but that series was, was written so that any issue you could pick up and have it be your first issue, and you can get up to speed by the end of that first issue. Well, that's that, part of the problem, though, is like you get a bunch of people that are like, oh, people can't just jump into comics, but then if it's like even a little bit wordy, people are like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, they have a difficult time reading. Yeah, that's, I mean... You're not going to read a Claremont issue in 10 minutes. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't think, if you're going to pay $4 for a comic now, I think it should take you more than 10 minutes to get through it. I don't care how great the art is. Like, there are, there should be some story there. That's just me, maybe. I don't know. I know. But, I agree. I, Go I am back a huge and look at Claremont X-Men number one from 1991. Okay, let's do it. takes forever to yeah. reread. Was that 32 pages? That was a big one, right? Uh, it was double, uh, it wasn't double pages. Size, but it, was, it was a thick issue, though, right? I don't, I don't uh, remember. Probably. That's not one that I read and reread a million times. Oh, man, that's so good. But I, that, that's the thing I miss from childhood, being an X-Men fan, is that I had, before I had all my bags and boards and boxes and stuff, all my comics were just stacked in a drawer in the basement. I yeah. had a, a really old dresser with like sticky drawers you couldn't get open, and the thing weighed like a, a thousand pounds. And my whole collection fit right into one drawer, and I put like twenty issues in one magazine bag, and that's how I stored them. And uh, every summer, I probably read every X Men issue I had four or five times. And you can't do that anymore. It's too much. You I know? think I was. I was. I grew up in the boom, so everybody was like protecting their comics. So, but I don't—I mean, I don't care. I put them all on bags and boards, but I don't—I don't, you know, you know me. Yeah. 
I fling that giant size X-Men number one around. First time Chris ever came over to my house and he asked me to see it. That was the kid I grew up with in comics. And he was sitting on my couch and I threw it across the room. <laughs> sort of freaking out. Because <laughs> they're supposed to be red and toys are supposed to be open and CGC and books is a problem for me. So that's how you got into comics, huh? Yeah. It's awesome. I still remember, and I can't, I can't believe I, I did this as a kid, but we used to sit in the basement and, uh, and do carbon copying of the covers that we liked. I re- still remember the, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 199. It was this really awesome Mysterio cover where Spider-Man like falls through the street or something. I don't, I don't remember it exactly. So maybe I shouldn't say I re- still remember it. Cause I don't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he like falls through the street and, and, and it's, it's sequential and Mysterio saying going, going, gone and Spider-Man's like gone. But I, I, that was, I remember taking a, a skewer and a piece of carbon paper and then put a piece of paper under it and I just like scratched over the cover to trace onto a piece of paper. I would never do that now. Dude, I, would I had kill my kids in turtles number one. I colored it in with crayons. It shit happens. Mistakes were made. But you know what? I had an awesome time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I'd rather do it with the reprint. True, but... Yeah. I get to mention it every now and then and watch some fanboys freak out, so that's exciting. You'd probably buy one off eBay right now just to color it in and say you did it. You have no idea the amount of money I would waste just to watch people go nuts. <laughs> I have an idea. I have a really good idea. Find like a first appearance of Harley Quinn or something and I got a new Mutants 98 that I could do something to. That's not worth anything so I wouldn't worry about it too much. God, that is one character that I would just want to go away. Deadpool? Yeah. Not a Deadpool fan? When he first appeared and he was like an assassin and was in, but now like the the wily coyote thing. You're such a Liefeld slappy. I guess make me want to puke. I guess I am. I'm not really, but plus he just irritates me with it. Like he runs around like my babies, my babies, and it's like, (laughs) did no one else have a hand in creating those? Because I'm pretty sure there was a writer there, and I'm pretty sure no one gave a shit until Joe Kelly started writing the character. So I get it. I totally get why he takes credit for it. But at the same time, it's like occasionally you might want to mention the CZA, you know. Or whenever he talks about Cable, it's like, you know, Wheezy Simonson might want to get fucking mentioned in there, buddy. (laughs) I met her. Am I allowed to call her Wheezy? Is that wrong? No, she doesn't mind. You sure? Well, because now I feel like a dick. Like I feel like I just walked in on her in the bathroom. No. That might just be for him. Maybe Walt's the only one. I think she's cool with it. Mrs. Simonson. Yeah. There you go. Revered. I I I was told at Fan Expo last weekend that he goes by Walter. Okay. Prefers Walter, but she does not mind Wheezy. Okay. And somebody else can correct me if they like. I, I just called him Mr. and Mrs. Simonson. Nice. Actually, I was like, I really like your stuff. Oh, I get fucking stupid around comic book creators. It drives yeah. me nuts. I could be around musicians that I have idolized my entire life. Like, I... And then, all of a sudden, you put me in front of a fucking comic book creator, and I'm like, hmm, remember, remember that time? <laughs> when you were right next, man? And the flanks were in it. I didn't know it was a ripoff of the Sentinels at the time, but it's so awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry that you just watched a Star Trek Next Generation episode about the Borg, but I wasn't into it, so I thought it was brand new. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. That's why if we ever get a comic creator in here, I'm just going to be like, hmm. If we get a comic creator? I know that we have one coming up, but... It's just the first of many, my friend. So speaking of comic creators, I'm going to be meeting Mark, uh, Art Adams this weekend, and we I'm already this up soon. I'm already freaking out about it. You're going to be fine. It's going to be amazing. You just walk right up to him and you'd be like, "I like your early work better." They love that. Yeah. You know how most guys usually grow 
<laughs> you no, you going that's, back. You're the opposite. You know, I've never wanted to kill people more on the internet than when Simonson came back and was working on Avengers with Bendis because everybody's just like, "What's the big deal?" It's like it's the same thing when people talk about Claremont and they're like. Oh, that guy's stuff such a chore to get through. No, it's not. You just have a short attention span and don't like reading. Hmm. That's what the problem is. Appreciate it. I want Wolverine to tell me every time that he's a short Canadian runt who gets pissed <laughs> off and stuff and he's the best at what he does. And I want Cyclops to sit there and be like, Oh my god, I just want to look at the sky, but if I do, I'm going to fucking blow a hole <laughs> in a mountain. So, uh, like, all the your sudden, Wolverine, does all... it bother you that that he doesn't smoke or drink anymore? Do you notice that? Um, I think I did at first. Like, I missed the... the... I mean, he drinks, doesn't he? I guess in ABX, sometimes he, he does. he was, like, following the trail of beer, which I don't care what anybody says. That was a funny gag. And everybody's like, fuck AVX, man. Fuck Age of Ultron. I just... It's like one asshole goes on the internet, and it's not me. But they're immediately like, oh, yeah, that's not so good. And it's, it's there's a bully mentality amongst the comics community, which royally pisses me off because it's like they've become the thing that they hate. And I know I bully you, but I bully you with love. It's going to point out the irony. Now I don't have to. No, but I mean, in a, in a way where it's like, if you, I've never, like, I don't know. You're going to be able to just... You need to get a card, okay? And I want that card to say hypocrite, and every time I'm being hypocritical, because I will admit <laughs> that I'm totally fall. like being hypocrite. Because <laughs> I think I've, I've shit talked a couple books, but I always feel really bad about it afterwards. Because like I just don't feel the need. Like if I don't like a book, I'm not immediately like fuck this, fuck it. unless it's DC. Book everybody likes, but that's just funny. Yeah. And it's easy. It's really easy. And nobody because I can just them. basically look at the new DC rack at, at Back to the Past and be like, that book sucks. That book sucks. That book sucks. <laughs> and I'm probably gonna be right. Yeah, I hear they do some good things, but I just I'm not gonna pick up three books. Yeah, and and my it's, thing is is like I have that. Uh, I've nurtured a relationship with these characters. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, and sometimes it hasn't nurtured you somebody, back. Somebody, if I go in and I start reading Batman, somebody's going to call me a fake geek girl. Sons of bitches. I know. Because that's Ain't something that it. happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You probably picked that up. We're going to wrap it up now. Because Sean's got things to take care of. So, um, next time. No, what were you going to say? So I was going to say, we had discussed possibly going into, you know, a favorite story that might be lesser known to general comic fans, but uh, one that we think is a must read. But we can save that for next time. Yes. That'll be a really great thing to start with next time. Oh, I'm so, because in the one that we didn't air, um, I talked about how cool I think Ant is. Yeah, you on did. Twitter. I did. That happened. And how I, yeah. I get that dude on Twitter. Because he likes fandoms that I don't like, but I'm like, I appreciate your fucking vigor. That's beautiful. Dude Ooh. loves Glee. I'm like, I don't get it, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. So, big shout out to that dude. Mm-hmm. I think it's at Spidey Ant. I just call him Ant, but I think it's at Spidey something Ant. We have it memorized. See, you should have you should have been prepared for that. I should have. I don't get internet in your house. I'm trapped in a fucking dungeon. If you guys don't hear from me, it's because Jerry's. That is correct. It is at Spidey Ant. Yeah, awesome. He's got a yep. Spidey underscore Ant. Come whoa, whoa, on. whoa! At Spidey underscore Ant. I don't want people finding him. He might reveal our secret identities. Because I think today I tweeted something about who doesn't like fun, and he responded, DC fans, and I was like, this guy fucking gets me. <laughs> He's my Cassandra Nova. <laughs> Except I didn't need him in the womb. And he's got a podcast, so you should check that out. Follow him on Twitter. I did not know he had a podcast. He does. I only listen to our podcast. <laughs> the one that we will not air. That's right. Hey, did we ever introduce ourselves you know what's, it, anywhere in this? Dude, everything that I say to you on Twitter that's totally bogus, all you'd have to do, because I'm always like, what the fuck are you got on me, Jerry? All you'd have to do is play that episode. <laughs> and you'd be like, hey, everybody. I'm saving it. 
I'm saving it. One day when I really piss you off, you're, I'm just going to see that pop up in my Twitter feed. I'm still transcribing it, okay. but eventually I will post it in its entirety, 160 characters at a time. Sweet. Don't worry. It's going to be awesome. So, let's call it a day. Alright. You've got places to be. I don't know where. I don't want to know where, so don't tell me. Fucking riding that bike, man. Awesome. So, thanks everybody for tuning in to this, our first episode of... We still haven't come up with the title. Because <laughs> I think the Great Expectations thing is just because, obviously, I have a love of Dickens and yeah. the Gaslight Anthem. But, um... Because I think it's discussing the greatest point. Like, everyone that we have on will talk about an issue that was like theirs. So then the expectation is that there will always be that. And it's yeah. not, because one day Grant Morrison comes and kicks dirt in your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we can get him here to do it in person. Oh, my God. What if this gets that big one day? Hey, listen, I it love won't. the dude's ideas. Just the execution killed me. And again, the time period of my life. But his yeah. ideas, I'm like, I get by. that dude makes me want to read Batman. Right? He does. But then I, no. Anyways, wrap it up. I'm wrapping it up. Tune in the next time this happens when we both have a schedule that matches up. Three months? Six no. months. All right. Sounds good. All right. See ya. Thanks, folks.